To opinions and beer. We're your hosts. I'm Adam. I'm Tyler. And I'm Keenan. And we've got Brendan with us. <laughs> and we've also got Bob Gonzalez. Hey, Bob! Bob oh, yeah. We're going to have fun times talking with this guy. But first, before we get any of that, you guys know we've got to do the, the wild, beer of the day, which is Wild Sour by Distill Brewery. Distill? That's how Limited release, blueberry crumble. This is a sour ale with blueberry, vanilla, cinnamon flavor, and lactose. Coming in at 5.2% agave volume. And 10% IBU. Do you want to read the, uh, the, that right there? Absolutely. I can't stand being called on in reading class. Uh, the, limited, uh, the limited release sour ale is brewed with... Someone else read it. Oh my god. Hey, you get rid of that. I hate being This limited release sour ale is brewed with vanilla pure with blueberry puree, vanilla cinnamon flavor and lactose, creating a beer with a vibrant purple color, sweetness and spice reminiscence of the flavors of the classic dessert, blueberry crumble. Cheers. <laughs> okay. So you're looking for blueberry vanilla cinnamon. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay. It smells like a big Newton. Like oh, it does smell like a Fig Newton. Very Fig Newton-y. You hey, that aroma right there. I started this shit, it, trying but, to get the, the smell. But I'm getting more of the, like, the classic sour smell, personally. So it's, I mean, you just, okay. You want to try this beer? It's got chunks in it. Yeah, it does have, it does, it does oh, mine doesn't have chunks. Yours have, chunks your, are good. Yours has chunks of, uh. Chunks is yummy. Unfermented. Oh, yeah, uh, unfiltered, uh. Properties. At the end, could you get my glass for me, the, okay. the Brew Brothers? Oh, yeah. We're sorry about this, Bob. It just takes a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try this beer. Oh yeah, the blueberry and vanilla. Oh. Blueberry and vanilla come through. If you pour it wrong, it has so much head. Oh my god. But yours, like, so like your, yours has a lot of I didn't stuff tilt in it the too. glass. Mine doesn't have no. I think that's a trube at the bottom. I, I think this is unfiltered, and so there's gonna be a lot of trube at the bottom. Well, I was in, a, in a hurry to catch like, out. I gave him the rest so, of mine, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't have any. Yeah. I don't have any uh, floaties or trube. So I think it's just unfiltered, like King Island beer. King Island beer had some been. good shit. It tastes like a pastry. A pastry. This tastes like a pastry, Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be jealous um but uh we'll get the rating at, of this beer at the end of the episode we'll sip on it for a minute bob gonzalez folks oh my god yeah. are you a big uh, craft beer guy i like um i just had one a minute ago from a place called mcguire's they make their own beer or a red ale they call it oh yeah mcguire's oh, dude, red I ale. love me a red ale yeah <laughs> yeah they're irish oh, yeah. irish irish pub all right, so was it like uh, it's rich in caramel, like uh, as you want from a Red Ale brand? You know, I'm not sure how they make them. I know they make all their own beer there. They got a bunch of different kinds. But I, I like the Red Ale because it's closest to a lager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Now, Bob, you uh, you you wrote a uh, book recently, um, the the Fish Tales, I believe. It was uh, it's a it's a book it's a bunch of uh, stories about uh about fishing and fish fishing trips, I believe. Uh, tell yeah. us about this book you wrote. Well, uh, I got a copy of it right here for you to. A flicker, there, a flicker in the, in the water. That's what water. it is. Yeah, inside yeah. the tales. Um, the uh, the forward for the book. Are you guys familiar with Old Man in the Sea? Old Man. Yeah, in yes, the- I am. Oh, you yeah. are. Yes, I'm yeah. familiar with the Old Man in the Sea. Yeah, his granddaughter uh, Mariel wrote the forward for the book. Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter. Wow! Mariel. Wait, hold on. Amazing. Now, I'm not familiar. So, what is yeah. the Old Man of the Sea. The Old Man of the Sea is a book by Ernest Hemingway. It's a book about a, a man. Uh, the, it, it's a metaphorical book. You know, the, the fish and the man represent many things to people who read the book. Like pie? Like yeah, the book? It, yeah, exactly. It's a, it, it's a very deep and philosophical book. And it, it really, if, when you read it, it's te- like on base level. It's about a man trying to catch a fish. But when you dig deeper than that, there are so many more layers to it, to the Old Man in the Sea. Oh yeah, yeah. He he used to live in Key West, and uh, then he moved to Cuba, and uh, he wrote the book while he was living in Cuba. Yeah, it's about a marlin. They go way offshore to catch a marlin. It's an old man who hasn't caught a fish in like seventy nine days. He's he's unlucky, and then finally he hooks this marlin, and he brings the marlin in all by himself. And by the time he gets back to the dock, though, the marlin's eaten up by sharks. So when he gets to the dock, all that's left are the bones. So and that's all they see at the dock when he returns. It's like a three-day story. He pulls the marlin pulls him way out to sea. He's only in a little like rowboat, and the marlin pulls him way out. But anyway, that that book won the Nobel Prize in 1954 for yeah, literature. About, yeah. You could say it's about the struggles between man and the struggles he goes through in life. You can say it's yeah. about what does life give you at the end of its tale. And many many things yeah. correlate with yeah. the man in the sea. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, his granddaughter Mariel. Wrote the forward for the book. I don't know if you can see her name. Oh, heck, yeah. 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 She said the the book gave her a great uh, sense of appreciation. I guess she was able to understand what her. Like uh, Man in the Sea (laughs) 2? Mine is a a collection of stories, though. Um, We caught a few marlins in my book, and we caught uh, amberjacks, red snappers, groupers. What what inspired you to write this book? Well, I just wanted to do it because the stories are personal to me, you know, and uh, I just wanted to get it out there and do the best job I could in writing it and I uh, have fun doing it. And uh, I think I did that. I, it, right, well, the, what Sometimes the story is so good. You can't just let it fade into memory. You need to write it yeah, down. You got to yeah, tell I people. To, yeah. I want it down on paper. Yeah. It's not a uh, philosophical debate between man and fish, <laughs> but your own like personal fishing stories. Yeah, these are personal fishing stories for the most part. Uh, you know, I talk about uh, Odysseus, the son of the, the god of the sea and things like that. Yeah, but most of them are stories that are personal to me. I even gave one of the fish a nickname, Marble Eye. <laughs> Marble Eye <laughs> was it? Uh, was that one of the, what, what kind of fish was Marble Eye? An amberjack. Amberjack? Yeah, he was 110 pounds, but he was really old and he didn't have a pupil. It was, I looked like a marble. <laughs> uh, so I called him Marble Eye. Oh, that is interesting. Wow, that's, yeah. a, that's a big fish. That's a hundred pounds oh, yeah. of fish, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like an interesting yeah. story, but like, yeah. what? if everything that you have in this book is a, is, is this a collection of fishing stories? No, it's his stories, though. 
but no, but like I said, like he 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 wrote them in a way that is uh that is storytelling. They're, yeah. They're yeah. The what narrative? Yeah. Every fishing story has a narrative when you get down to it. I mean, if you really wanted to be cheeky, you could just boil down the old man in the sea like he mentioned earlier. You could just boil that down to a man catches a fish, but he fucks up bringing it back. (laughs) But there's many, many layers to things like this, and I'm pretty sure stories out of his book share similarities in the sense that there's a story that goes with catching every fish. There's a story about beer in this in this book that you guys will love. A friend of mine um, who I used to fish with all the time, we call him Drawbridge in the book, right? He took the boat from Destin. He was going to take it to Cabo San Lucas, go across the Panama Canal to fish a tournament. The boat was loaded with beer, right? And it only had a little walkway from the bridge down to the bathroom. Everything else was loaded with, with, with cans of beer. And he got caught in some really rough weather around Cuba. And instead of going to Cabo San Lucas, he had the detour and go to Cancun because the weather was so rough. He was pretty, they had to call the Coast Guard and everything. But finally, they made it to Cancun. And when when they got to Cancun, he was so excited and happy that he was there. But the Mexican authorities, they confiscated all the beer. No! <laughs> he confiscated all the dang that, beer. That'll happen right there. Uh, how, how did you... Uh, how, how does one come across uh, these type of stories? Well, you have to live them, I guess, um, for me, you know. What what, uh, uh, what brought you to live these stories? Well, because I love to fish in the ocean. I live right on the ocean in Destin, Florida. Or okay. in, in, and I have fish. I fished here for 15 years. And uh, after 15 years of, of fishing, you know, you start to accumulate these stories. And I wanted to get them down. And I think I, they're in a fun way. In, oh, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's great because like thinking about it, like we, we're over here in Texas and South in the Southeast of Texas. And mm-hmm. like from dirty Cajun family members of mine, I've heard some crazy swamp stories. Yeah. So it's like in the same vein as like fishing stories, swamp stories, you yeah. know, it, yeah. they, they teach you about life. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's some spiritual, I talk about God in the book a little bit and what fishing means to mankind going all the way back to the time of Jesus, you know, with Jesus, with the nets, when they lowered the nets, they fished all night and caught nothing and his disciples. And then uh, he told them, lower your nets. And they didn't want to say, come on, we fished all night and caught nothing. But if you say lower the nets, we'll lower the nets. So they lowered the nets and pretty soon they were pulling up all kinds of fish and the boat almost capsized. You know, yeah. I got to ask you a question, something that I've been wondering for a while. How does one get into the profession of fishing? What's the start? What's the beginning? You just go. Uh, boats are always looking for deckhands, you know. You just and, go uh, into it. Yeah, you just start going into one of the guys who the Captain Mike in the book. He's from Cleveland, and he came down to Florida, got on a boat as a deckhand, and uh, fished for like 15 years as a deckhand. Then became a captain, and then you know another 15 years as a captain. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Tell yeah. Yeah, you're just kind of on the job training. Very, very yeah. freeing type of work fishing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it can get tough because, you know, with the weather and stuff. But yeah, yeah. when you're out with nature, it's very freeing. Yeah. That, that's what I've always heard. I, I used to watch those, um, The Deadliest Catch. I used to watch yeah. all those shows. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have the same thing to say that, like, the work can get dangerous, but it's also rewarding in its freedom. And yeah. Yeah. You guys have some good fishing there in Texas and Eastern Texas. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We That's do. where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you guys, um, there was, I heard a story, the, the, the state record Wahoo, Gulf of Mexico Wahoo was caught off of Texas. I think it was like 180 pounds or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Also, yeah. We, uh, we got the record here in Texas uh, for largest alligator ever caught. <laughs> we, really? we got a bunch of records like that over yeah. here. <laughs> my, uh, my grandpa used to be a uh, tour fisherman on Toledo Bend Lake, and uh, every time the competitive fishing the, the tours, the, the pro guys who fish for a living, whenever they would come down to Toledo Bend Lake, he was one of their guides. Yeah, yeah, man. He got them to the good fishing holes and tell them this is where you yeah. can catch some big fish. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you touched on the subject of pirates and knowing something. Yeah, yeah. Pirates for seasickness, um, it, it's, uh, most people don't know that beer is the best thing you can drink when you're seasick to calm your stomach. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know that. When you're I guess what is it? When you're when you're uneven drinking something that yeah. makes you uneven helps, huh? Yeah. <laughs> being yeah, uneven yeah. isn't such yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, said that the, the pirates drank rum and the regular merchant seamen drank beer. Oh I know, like uh well, after the golden age rum became a uh uh What's the what's the word to give it? Uh, uh, ration. Rum became a ration after the golden age of piracy. Hmm. But oh, really? uh, they had grog. On the uh, every every piracy had grog. Yeah. They also had hardtack and several other things. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck hardtack, bro. Dude, oh my. That's so hard. I do this. It's like eating tile. <laughs> eating tile. That's why you're supposed to dip it in soups and stuff. <laughs> What um what would you say the biggest difference is between uh like ocean fishing and like uh like like fishing like going like these like some like these competition uh fishing in like lakes and whatnot? Well the biggest difference is probably the weather, you know, in the ocean oh, yeah. you always have to worry about the weather. And the le- you know, the lakes don't have the waves and stuff like the ocean does, so you can pretty much go out there most of the time. And the, you know, anything above five or six foot waves in the ocean can get really rough and nasty. You don't want to oh, be yeah. out there in those conditions. And my yeah, father, that, he was in the Navy. He was a Navy diver, and he told me that um, the like when I was a kid, I used to love. I still do, but when I was a kid, I used to love the water. I used to love the ocean. But my dad used to always warn me and stuff like that about like like you're saying, you know, ten yeah. foot waves, fifteen yeah. foot waves. They they're unforgiving, and the ocean yeah. will just sweep yeah. you away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's stories like that in the book about, like I was telling that guy Drawbridge, man, he got caught in some 10 to 12 foot waves when he was taking that beer. What's one of your personal, just craziest times out there fishing? Craziest times out there? Well, the story was inspired by a yellowfin tuna. We were fishing off the oil rigs in Louisiana, and this yellowfin tuna – He's fired a flicker in the water. It, it took like four four hours to get this tuna to the boat. And uh, <laughs> it was a back and forth struggle the whole way. Um, I won't tell you how it ended. You'll have to get the book. But uh, it, <laughs> it was Dang fun. It. I like that. So, <laughs> I, you know, we all know everybody who's caught a fish this big and everybody yeah. who's caught one this big. What's the biggest fish that you ever caught? Uh, well, we got a couple of blue marlins, probably a couple hundred pounds. Mar- big marlins, a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, no, that's, they're they're big fish." So, yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's 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 a good catch. Yeah, yeah. The one time we we one struck one of our baits, um, and he came out of the water so strong. I talk about it too, and it, you wouldn't believe the power that these things have. It was incredible. I've never felt anything like that in my life. And uh, but that one we didn't catch though. He came off, but boy, did he make an impression. So. When y'all are fishing out there for marlins, I always notice in the videos that everybody has a bunch of tape wrapped around their fingers, and I've always assumed that's not to get cut by the lines, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's for, yeah. You can does, easily... Does it help? Like, I've, I've always wondered, it. does it cut into the tape? No, if not if you put it good enough and you put the, the right uh, stuff around the tape, you, you wouldn't have a problem. Because I had a thought to myself, like... If it cuts into your fingers, that ba that's bad. But if it cuts into the tape, maybe the tape gets a good grip on it, and you can. We you know, used to pull use it. gloves. We'd, we'd gloves? Have gloves, wire leader gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better than tape. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever been lake fishing. I've never been ocean yeah. fishing. I've really? always wanted to. Oh, man, you got to do it. <laughs> Go catch some groupers there off of Beaumont. Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Hey, we're we're right here. We're we're uh we we're we're uh, like forty five minutes away from Galveston. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. ten. We're, we're ten minutes from Beaumont. Yeah, man, get right there. They can catch a lot of nice snappers, groupers, you name it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Woo! I say this is what uh so what what just what got you into fishing? Like what made you decide that you you were gonna take ocean fishing as as your career? I always liked it. it from the time I was a little kid. I used to go with my dad, you know, uh, we used to go in New Jersey. We'd catch bluefish in the summer. We'd catch cod in the winter. Every once in a while, an albacore tuna, you know, something like that. But I, I liked it back then. I, I liked freshwater fishing too back then. I used to catch bluegills and sunnies and stuff, but I, I always enjoyed it. And then I moved to Florida when I was about 23, 24, and I started fishing down here. And I just, I've always liked it. You know, I still do. Have you ever partaken in any type of net fishing, like crabbing or shrimping or anything like that? We catch bait sometimes with nets. With, with you know, ne okay, the catch your bait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say my and uncle. I he used to own my uncle used to own a uh, a shrimping boat, and we used to go shrimping in Louisiana. Oh, cool, man! One of the stories in the book is about a shrimp boat that uh, we fished around one morning when we got up, and it was loaded with fish, because you know they attract the fish. All the yeah. shrimp. That oh, yeah. Yeah. So the book is uh, what's the word? It starts with the A and anthology. Oh yes, an anthology. Anthology. So your book is an anthology. Well, I guess you could call it that. It's a collection of stories. Yeah, look, uh, anthology. Yeah. 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 And we've also heard that you were uh, you you did poetry. <laughs> yeah, I did a book of poetry uh, a couple of years ago before this one. What uh, what inspired you to do that poetry book? I was, um, that one was more political. This was more like sports, you know, that one was about a, uh, someone who was running for office in San Francisco. Right. And, uh, I started writing poems about that. And, uh, and, uh, were you, just, were you inspired by her? Yeah. Yeah. She was a good candidate. She was trying to dethrone Nancy Pelosi, but it didn't work oh, yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Anyway, I, I read that poem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do it though. I guess not. Oh. Nancy, Pol Nancy Pelosi. She must have. Uh, yes, I know. She okay. must have made deals with uh, somebody nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Damn, that. Damn that, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
If I go out and pick up a copy of A Flicker in the Water, what is your personal favorite story from that book? The story about the tuna. It's got to be. That's what inspired the book. The tuna in general that inspired the whole book. That's got to be your favorite? All That's right. What inspired the title, but I love them all, though. How, how big was that tuna again? The tuna was probably like 300 pounds. I knew it wasn't going to be like 100 or something. Tuna, they big fish, man. <laughs> That's yeah. Fucking big. yeah, dude, it's big fish. Yeah. Tuna, yeah. it's big fish. It costs 25 cents at this Walmart. Well, that, well, <laughs> That's how the, the fucking customers <laughs> get paid, bro. When, when you measure the meat versus, you know, everything else. I guess so. Like, yeah. Maybe that's why it's so, because they're so, it's so big, you know, the, the meat that comes off. Wasn't that meat. movie, the, um, the Perfect Storm, weren't they trying yeah. to catch tuna yeah. in that movie? Yeah, and they, they, they were, were going so for swordfish. Oh, so what, what was you saying? They were going for swordfish. Oh, swordfish. swordfish. Yeah, yeah, and they were so dead. Yeah. Oh, but because yeah. swordfish is expensive, fucking... it's sold at fancy restaurants it's at high such prices. A fucking good movie, man. Is there any um? Is there any like ocean fishing films uh, or, or films that depict ocean fi- uh, ocean fishing? Any films that depict ocean fishing? Uh, correctly, accurately, accurately. <laughs> well, um. You mean, you mean like a movie or like the shows you would see on TV? Like uh, sports uh, in, ge- or- in general. In general. Well, the sports shows, they show you the good parts usually. They don't tell you about the ones that got away. <laughs> uh, right. Well, like, I, so, like, it, say, in I the world of, like, actional shit. Like, in the know? world of movies, movies like The Perfect Storm, the, the movies like uh, Captain Ron, all the- these movies that are about fishing, like, which one of them kind of gets it right? You know, um, Perfect Storm was pretty good. I thought that, yeah, they pretty well, much got it. Like right. they, they're like yeah. they're fishing for five minutes, then bam! Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they, they saw all the sign, all the warning signs that they should have gotten out of there, you know, and shouldn't have taken on that storm. But oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna look back and say, hey, and the fact that the captain, the, the fact that the captain overpacked them with the swordfish, he weighed yeah. the ship down. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck, it's have a goddamn good movie. Have man. you personally um, ever been in uh, a situation, un- a, a uncomfortable like situation on the ocean? You know, hurricane, yeah, big storm. Anything, Not a hurricane, but right. storm. Yeah. We, we, there were a couple of times you would hang on for dear life, you know, because, you know, you, you know, we, I've had maybe six to eight foot waves. I've never done the 10 to 12s, but six to eight will knock you around pretty good. So, so you've been caught in a storm before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, bro. That's now, uh, now, what's crazy enough is I, I was actually once offered a job on a fishing boat before. And you didn't fucking take it? No, I was talked out of it because they said it was so dangerous. Like That's what, why you take it. What is the what is the danger level like like of of this job? Like what's like what's the actual danger level? You Did you you, you doing it you doing it for so many years. Can you give me uh, a job? Like would would you like someone who's like tepid or maybe like I don't know, you know like an average Joe, would you a offer the pussy? Would that's you, what you're talking about. Would you offer the average Joe this job, or do you need someone that can handle the extremeness? Well, some you have to be tough. You know, you gotta, or or it'll make you tough real quick. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the commercial fishermen they go out in all kinds of weather. You know, if you're lucky enough to uh, do it recreationally, you can kind of choose when you want to go. You know, but these guys they they go through thick and thin, and it. It, it toughens them up real quick. Oh, yeah. Like the crab guys, the lobster guys, those types, especially up there in the cold weather, man, that's really tough. 
Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about when you mentioned yeah. the crab and lobster so, guys. Yeah. I was like, don't those guys usually work in the cold? In the cold, yeah. But they do it, you oh, know. It's using, cold yeah. it's so, but it's, so I guess if you could rate it on a scale of one to ten, what is like what is the danger of that job? Man, I would probably say eight or nine or ten, even Woo-hoo! something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's extreme. Right, nine out of, nine out of Crabbing? ten, that's that's some dangerous ass work right yeah. there. Crabbing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's just like, just if you just slip up, if you're just slightly dumb, you're just gonna fall off and die. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? In, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you doing in the ocean? I'm not that dumb. I'm not saying well, you just said though that you're not that intelligent, so I wouldn't <laughs> get on a fishing boat if I was you, buddy. I'll handle it. <laughs> Look, hey, not, we're not talking about how tough the job is. We're talking about how smart you got to be to not die. All right. Well, I think I'm. Mu- I yeah, I mean, for these guys, you know, every time they go I out, there's a risk. You know, might be. What was you saying, sir? Every time these guys go out, there's a big risk involved. You know. Oh yeah. Every time. I mean, it's it it pays well if you you know every time they come back, but that's the risk they take. So um. Have you ever been fishing off of like uh, Galveston? Any? I've no, not off of Texas. I've fished off the Keys. I've fished in the Bahamas before, uh, New Jersey, Virginia, but it's all the really nice places. <laughs> well, New what, Jersey uh, gets cold too, man. What's your most memorable fishing spot? My most memorable f- fishing spot, um, the fish. We we caught a red snapper one time that was like three pounds off the state record, in Florida. It was uh, 42 pounds, and um, the the spot was caught by it was found by accident. We saw it in the depth finder as we were just traveling, and uh, we lo- put down the bait, and we caught a big 42 pound snapper. That's probably my most memorable spot. <laughs> oh yeah, it sounds yeah. so fun. That sounds like yeah, I know. I mean, find one out of nowhere. That's always the best way to find a it's fishing the best spot. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that happens too. You know, that's when you least expect it. You know. Yeah, uh, that's a sad thing. Like my, you know, I hate to say this, but my, you know, my dad always tried to get me into fishing, and I've never really been a big fisher guy. I don't know what it is, but like, I always had, I've always had bad luck with fishing. Like literally, I think, <laughs> like we would, yeah, fi- we would fish off a pier, right? You're yeah. supposed to fish off the pier, right? Well, I decided to cast my fishing pole into the middle of the pier, but I threw my fishing pole in, and they were like, "That's the, that's literally the deepest part." Of the pier, like no one can get your fishing pole. It's lost. And I don't. I've always had that. I've always had bad, bad luck with fishing, bad experiences. So I've never really been able to get into it. I like, would you never uh, go again after that? <laughs> what would you, what would you say to somebody to try to inspire them to getting get get into it? Start over. Start over. <laughs> there you go, Adam. Right there. I mean, you fell off a horse, bro. You got to get back on and try to ride again. Yeah. Uh, When you catch the bug of uh, getting a good fish uh, once, it makes you want to do it again. You get it twice, you never want to stop. What? What's that? What's that? What's the personal feeling you get out of fishing? The adrenaline rush that you get when you get that bite. There's nothing like it. You know, it's just incredible. It just. It's just captivating. You know, it's man against beast. You know, it's. (laughs) It's. Oh yeah. yeah, All you right, get well, that. I'd say that with maybe real fishing, like saltwater mm-hmm. fishing. Uh, freshwater fishing is so tamed 
No, nah, I'll say this. Like, I used to go fishing on Toledo Bend Lake with my grandpa, who used to tour with those uh, professional guys. And um, when you have a catfish so big that no matter what yeah. line you use, he snaps it. You know, yeah. like, like he's saying, that adrenaline what rush. You want to pull that big fucker in the boat. Yeah. You want to you have a giant catfish fry. I never yeah. thought you ever catch adrenaline from freshwater water fishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait till you oh my God. get a six-foot alligator gar on the line and let him pull the line way out there and try to pull him back oh, yeah, in. Those, those, those do exist. Do it's they? fun. Yeah, no, it's real fun. I've been fishing <laughs> since I was a little kid. The only thing I can regret is the fact that I've, like, when it comes to fishing, I've never saltwater fished in my life. I've only freshwater fished. That's fun, too, man. Oh, yeah. My yeah. granddad used to take me to the Toledo Bend Dam. Yeah. And they got catfish down there this big around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Six yeah. feet long. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. 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 Catfish catfish. Oh, Lake Livingston. Catfish fishing is uh is, is like pretty big around this area. Like everybody's always fishing for catfish. It's a good fried food, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, we here you, you could get saltwater catfish too. They have that. Well, oh listen, yeah? Yeah. Anything we ever ask right, here, our, right, right uh, off the dock, you can catch where's it? Where's a good good spot to saltwater catfish? Right here on the docks in Destin. Right, right Destin, from the Destin, Florida. Florida. If you if you yeah. needed to, if you wanted to, uh, one thing we all always ask our guests of: if you want to plug anything, would you like to do so? And now is your time. <laughs> to plug anything? Yeah, I want to plug the book, man. There we Woo! go. Oh, yeah, in the water. Yeah. By Bob Gonzalez. Everybody check that book out. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely going to read it. Now, but, Adam always has two questions that he'd like to ask everybody no. that comes on the show. Yeah, this uh, is his two personal. Well, it's very clear. So uh, we're broke people, so Zoom is telling us we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll, 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 I'm going to ask these two questions, and we'll try to, like, you know, keep it. Because this is a fun conversation. We'll try to keep it going as long as we can. But I do have to ask two weird questions to you. Have you been asked to join the Illuminati? And if you are asked to jo join the Illuminati, will you? No and no. No and no. There you go. That's a good yeah. man right there. Control the world. And then the uh, the second question we ask everybody: Nickelback or Creed? Beatles. The Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! I know the Beatles are on. Quit clapping! I ain't going. No, no! Fuck you, Nickelback and your Creed. You. I'm clapping for this man. Fuck this you. Man. No, this is man. You gotta choose one. No, he doesn't. He oh, he picked one. No, the I Beatles. Know the Beatles are awesome. Yeah, the Beatles. So Nickelback. What Nickelback? Oh, <laughs> no, Nickelback was 1990 hey, Beatles. Hey, he's not looking at that graph. Okay, he doesn't care. Uh, now I, I I'm actually uh, I'm really I'm probably gonna check out your book. I'm I'm probably gonna get it because I mean uh I I think that's really awesome. I think this the idea of the uh, the ocean fishing life. And reading the stories about it is uh, is very interesting to me. I've never really considered it, but uh, you know, we we had been like looking you up whenever we found out we were going to do this interview interview with you. We were looking it up, and it was just like, yeah, that's like a that's like a crazy thing. Like you know, it's, like, it's an adventure, man. Going it's out. Some humor in there too. I think you guys will enjoy the stories. There's some funny moments that are uh, that are like I say about uh, drawbridge. Uh, he had more stories than Popeye the Sailor Man, but he didn't get his strength from spinach. He got his <laughs> <laughs> True that. True that. Uh, 
Uh, you're a big sports guy. I'm sure you're happy that the Astros are about to beat that Florida team. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a race fan, man. I'm, yeah, exactly. We got the Astros in a few weeks. They're going to be uh, de- destroying the Rays. I thought that the uh, Astros are going to the Rays in a few weeks, bro. They were, I get it. They were a championship team Hashtag like four years ago. Astros didn't Astros just win last year? I thought when they traded Carlos Correa, they might not be as good, but they're just as good or better. See that? Yeah. Well, you know what, Adam? <laughs> that's just your opinion. No, it's fucking literally statistics. And that's all we have here are opinions, opinions and beer. We are opinions and beer.